Hey there, and thanks for joining us for this very special episode. Today we have for you a compilation of our most popular episodes on how to be an unstoppable and successful woman. Now we cover that in a lot of detail in a lot of different ways, but today we're taking snippets that cover what it means to be unstoppable, the link between sex and success. Yep, I'm going there the questions you need to ask and the habits you need to have for success, and also what the safe zone is and what doesn't work about hanging out there if you want your success now. Listen into these, even if you've already listened to all our episodes before, because I can guarantee you, you will hear this material differently at your new level of awareness. You can also find the links to these episodes in the show notes, so you can go back and listen to each of the original episodes in its entirety if you haven't already. We find that that really locks in the learning. So drop us a comment below on which episode is your favorite, which segment is your favorite, and we hope you enjoy this special compilation episode on what it takes to be unstoppable and successful. So for me, being unstoppable means that I am continually in growth, but not just any sort of growth, positive growth, rapid growth, increasing all areas of my life, not just one area, but also I like to look at it from a wide perspective, really looking at your whole life. How do you be unstoppable in all the areas of your life? And I will tell you that initially for me, I was very focused on breaking through financially. That was like, okay, come on already. Let's do this thing. I was so ready for that. And that's where most of my focus was. I would say for the first three or four years of really building my business and getting it off the ground. And then when I started looking at what is required for success and learning the real tools for success, the success mindset, the universal laws of success, how to really scale and grow your business and get out of your own way. When I dug into that, that first year, it was tremendous. And probably the year after that, I was still fully focused on increasing revenue, growing my business, scaling my business. But after that, I really learned this methodology and I thought, heck, I can apply this to every part of my life. And I started doing that and I started to become unstoppable in all areas of my life. I thought, how can I be unstoppable in all of these areas of my life? Which means to me, continually to grow continuing to raise my standards, bettering my best, going to the next level and not doing that slowly. Yes, it happens incrementally. Yes, there are steps that you have to take that you can't skip, but you can do that quickly. You can do what I call running the stairs. Like let's go from here to here super quick. Okay, let's run the stairs instead of taking our time doing that. Now, a lot of people will say to me, but I don't want to be overwhelmed or I'm going to be exhausted if I run that hard. 
I'm going to tell you that that's not the case. In fact, it's more exhausting. It's mentally and emotionally exhausting to not do the thing that you know you need to do to get to the next level. You will feel so bad about yourself. You'll feel guilty. You'll feel lesser than. You'll feel unworthy. And that is what creates exhaustion. How do we create momentum? Well, we do the thing we need to do as quickly as possible. And that is how we run the stairs or get to the next level very quickly. So do you ever stop? Well, of course you sleep. Of course. Like, let's not be asinine about this. Like, of course you take breaks. Of course you have downtime. Of course you rejuvenate. Of course you spend time doing a multitude of different things in your life. Okay. But if you're really after increasing something, you want to go for it. You want to really recognize where you're stopping and hold yourself to a higher standard so that you can move through it faster. Because we all stop. We all hit fears. We hit resistance. We hit limitation. We, we get distracted. We procrastinate. We digress, if you will. We lose our focus. These are all ways that we inadvertently stop. We also stop in ways like exhaustion or getting sick or feeling like we don't have enough time for something, uh, feeling like we don't know how to do something, so we have to go get training elsewhere before we start to do something. There's all sorts of ways and reasons that we come up with for stopping. Not having enough time and money are the two, two fundamental ways, excuses, alibis, stories, whatever you want to call it. I don't have the time to do that. I don't have the money to do that. These are all reasons to stop. Okay. And then there's, there's fears like fear of visibility, fear of rejection, fear of judgment, fear of success, fear of failure, fear of what people will think. There's a thousand and one fears that stop people from taking action quickly. And we, we all hit these things. We're human. This is the human experience, okay? But you have to start asking yourself, how quickly can you move through that? Being an unstoppable woman means that you move through these fears, these resistances, these loss of focus quicker and quicker, and you can build your capacity to do that. Okay, that's a learned skill. It's something that, that you must learn if you are going to be unstoppable. If you are triggered by anything that I share, and sex for many of you is totally an open, easy subject. For many of you, you think it's an open, easy subject, but then you get triggered by it. It brings up stuff. That is okay. If you find yourself turning off or feeling triggered or wanting to shut down or shut it off, I would really greatly encourage you to stay open to the material. Just listen and maybe challenge yourself to listen to this episode two or three times to really see what aspect of it might be triggering you or what aspect of it might be hooking you and to move through that. Within each man and within each woman, there is what is called a masculine essence and a feminine essence. You have the energy of the male and the energy of the female. So you have to realize that you have, as a woman, a masculine essence within you, but you also have a feminine essence. And we all have that in varying degrees. And men do as well. 
So some men are more masculine, more macho, more in their masculine would be a way of phrasing that. And some women are more in their feminine. And there's varying degrees for everyone. However, what I find with many women who are achievers, who are doers, who are going for more in their lives, in their businesses, is that for a variety of different reasons, they suppress much of their feminine essence in favor of their masculine essence. Now, why might that be? Well, quite frankly, building a business, you know, scaling yourself, growing yourself within a corporation, you have to do a lot of doing. And the masculine essence is that drive, that action, that that going out into the world and doing things. It's the, the hunting, it's the pursuing, it's very directive. It's about making impressions. It's about going out, outward driven. Now, what is the feminine essence? The feminine essence is really about receiving. It's about nurturing, like the womb. It's like opening. It's about magnetizing and attracting. It's a different kind of energy. Now, there is no better or worse, good or bad. You need both to create. So what might this look like? This might look like time for cogitation, time for thinking and nurturing your ideas. That would be the feminine essence. And then the masculine essence is putting it all together and getting it out in the world. It's a very simplistic uh, conception of it, but you get the idea. You need both. And as a woman, you need to be both in your masculine and in your feminine. This is creative life force energy. And it's important to have both. There is not a value judgment here. However, I will say that our society, by and large, encourages success or goal achievement through the masculine. That's how most of us were taught how to achieve your goals. And of course, we don't want to deny the masculine, but we we do need to learn how to activate our feminine as well. And when you put the two together, they are just unbelievably powerful. You have an image of who you are. Now that is a visual image, but it's also an emotional image and an energetic image. You have a self image and it lies in your subconscious. It's not something that you consciously are aware of, though I do teach people how to consciously recreate their self-image because you can do that. But this self-image that I had of myself was built when I was very young, under the age of 10. And it was built based on my experience then, what meaning I made of what was happening in my world and what that meant about me. And I defined who I was. I wanted to have it all. And we're told that we can have it all in this kind of pat way. But the truth is that you have to grow into it. You have to step forward. You have to become more and own your desires and then take the action, which can be challenging. It's going to cause you to confront that self-image that says that's not who you are that you are not worthy of that. 
I transmuted or I shifted where I put that creative life force energy instead of putting it into my sexual relationship where it could be additive, right? So it could increase its energy and life force. This is really important. I put it towards something else. So I actually had quite a lot of sexual energy. I was suppressing it in my personal sex life, but I was using it up over here in my business and in other aspects of my life. That looked like protecting myself with busyness, staying busy, putting that energy over here. And I was being in my masculine all the time, okay? That do, do, do energy, because it was not safe for me to be in my receive energy. It's all about fresh starts at this time of, of the year. It's all about what are we doing next end of the old year, beginning of the new year, there's something, even though like, what's the difference between one day and the next? Isn't it just another day? There is something really special about the beginning of the new year, at least to me. It feels like the world's your oyster and you can do anything and you're starting afresh. And I love that feeling. I don't know about you, but I love that feeling. And yet, It's very challenging for your subconscious to have a fresh start. Now, your conscious mind will say, okay, new year, new me. Consciously, we're like, okay, I can create whatever I want in this coming year. Consciously, I can make different choices. I can do different things. But subconsciously, you're still attached to the old way of being. You're still attached to your old self-image. You're still attached to your old subconscious programming. So how do you actually make a fresh start? What are the things that you're holding on to that are somewhat or entirely negative? So there's a whole spectrum there. And you don't want to just do the extremely negative things or the things that cause you extreme pain or discomfort. You want to look at that whole spectrum. What are all the things that cause you to feel lesser than, things that you might be in resentment over, things that you're holding grudges over, things or people that you haven't forgiven, uh, things that you were frustrated about how you handled. What mistakes did you make this past year? What do you feel guilty about having done or said or decisions that you made? Let's use this opportunity to release the stuff that's no longer serving us and allow in something of a higher nature. So this is the law of sacrifice. The law of sacrifice says we must let go of things of a lower nature in order to let in things of a higher nature. And and when you're going for a fresh start, where you're really going after the next brilliant new thing, or maybe better iteration of an existing thing, you really do want a fresh start. And your subconscious mind has not let go of the things that did not work out so swimmingly this last year. Your subconscious mind is holding on to the stuff that it thinks you need to hold on to in order not to make that same mistake, for instance. Again, awareness is not about making yourself wrong. It's just acknowledging And if you're afraid to acknowledge and be aware of where you've gone off track, then you will always stay 
in the lie that is causing you to repeat your patterns of self-sabotaging and staying small and not actually going for more and getting ahead. This is one of the keys to success. That level of honesty and transparency with yourself, not just saying everything's perfect, perfect, or I'm right because of this, but really going, you know what, what I would do differently going forward is this. Let's say you started a project and then changed your direction. You changed where you were going or you changed the strategy and you kept changing it throughout the year and you never actually got ahead, right? You never followed through, kept the discipline, kept your word to yourself and did the things that challenged you emotionally to execute on the plan. That happens a lot. I see it all the time. And it's not anything that you want to guilt and shame yourself about, but you do have to make a conscious choice about how you want to do it differently next time. And if you do this, if you spend 15 minutes, you will clear the stuff that's holding you back from moving forward into the new year with a fresh start. I am going to be riffing off of something that came up at our last Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit where an attendee made a comment. She shared that she just had this recognition, this breakthrough, this awareness that she is the queen of 98%, the queen of just staying in her comfort zone, staying in that range that is good, even great one might say, but not really excelling, not really pushing herself, not really going to that next level. And I call this the safe zone. This is the comfort zone. This is where you know you will succeed. And there's a pro and con to staying in that zone. And there's a time and place for doing that and a time and place for breaking through. Your potential is infinite. There is no limitation to your potential. So every time you grow, every time you go for more, you see the next level of your potential. Now, you can either think of this as terrible, oh my God, moving target, the goalposts keep changing, I'll never be able to uh, achieve what I want to achieve, which is some sort of completion or satisfaction, or, and this is the answer for happiness, by the way, or you recognize, I want to keep challenging myself. That's the game. That's the satisfaction. That's the place where I get my meaning and my my happiness, my joy, my sense of uh, self is by recognizing that I have a new place where I can move into or past, seeing that my potential has actually grown, oh my goodness, and being excited about that and going for more instead of being like, oh my God, it's a moving target. I can never get ahead. I can never uh, satisfy this. So that's a, a perspective shift that is really super important to recognize about goals, achievement, potential, all of that. I think it's a self-awareness question and you have to understand how you work best. And I think generally speaking, there's two types of people. There are people who work best when they set a goal and they achieve that goal and they feel really good about achieving that. And there's pros and cons to that. And then there's a second category of person who sets bigger goals, doesn't always achieve them, maybe gets to 70 or 80%, but because the bigger goal is so big, they still exceed what they ever thought possible. And I call this shooting for the stars and landing on the moon, right? You've heard that expression before. You shoot for something bigger and you land um, at a great place 
that's bigger than what you thought you could do previously, but is not necessarily achieving your goals. And I often tell my clients that diamonds are made by putting pressure on coal. We need some pressure to create our diamond, to create the diamond that is inside of us, that we need some pressure to do the hard things and really understand that we have that capacity, that we're not going to die, that a little bit of stress isn't going to kill us, really. And now the level of pressure, if you will, or stress that I can put myself under now and feel great, like fill it up, delighted, excited about life, is a lot larger than when I started because I built up my capacity. So what I can do is probably different than what you can do if you're just starting out. But I have a really strong stance here that you have to be willing to put yourself under that kind of pressure to recognize that you are more capable than you previously recognized. There's some satisfaction of setting a goal and meeting it. You build self-trust, you build momentum, you build confidence. All of those things are fantastic. But I don't think that they're the right things for the long-term goal. Those are the right things for the daily goals. So I teach a process of picking your top three daily goals. This is not anything I made up. I just took it from a, something I learned along the years of being in business that I read. It made a lot of sense to me. If we set our top three goals every day and we prove to ourselves that we will achieve those goals no matter what, we start building that level of confidence and self-trust and momentum in ourselves. What does done look like? What does great look like for you? Set those three things. Keep your commitment no matter what. It's 11.59 at night. It's about to be the next day. You complete those things. You do not let yourself off the hook. Come hell or high water, you are completing those things. That's how you build self-trust. That's how you build momentum. That, that's how you build confidence in yourself. Setting a goal and achieving it. Setting a goal and achieving it. There are things that you can control, actions and habits, that you can make part of who you're being that will actually lead to success, that successful people do as part of who they are in the world. And many of these things uh, I was already doing, but I needed to step it up to a new level. And many of these things I had to work on and improve and build into my daily DNA, if you will, the way I was showing up and they weren't how I was showing up previously. I had to learn them. But if you want to make a certain amount of money, you want to make six figures, you want to make seven figures, you want a certain kind of relationship, you want a certain kind of body, right? That's a goal. Own it. Even if you're looking at the outside world and saying, uh, that can't happen for me. I'm going to tell you that this is a key aspect and what differentiates successful people from unsuccessful people, meaning successful people actually claim their goals. Okay. Even if they don't know how they're going to do it, or if it's possible, maybe no one else has done that before, but chances are your goal is something that someone else has done. Keep your goal top of mind. What I see a lot is you claim a goal and then you get distracted by life. And it goes out of sight, out of mind. And you're like, why didn't I achieve my goal? Well, you have a lot of thoughts in a day. If you don't keep your goals clearly set front and center in your life, 
they can't stay the burning desire for you. They can't stay super present. And your brain is set to find out how to create what you want. But if you change your focus all the time, your brain doesn't know that that's really truly what you want. And it goes off in a million different directions. So you get scattered and splattered. Who is in your life? Who you spend the most time with? There's an adage out there that you are the result of the five people you spend the most time with. Who are you spending the most time with? Are they other entrepreneurs and other successful women in business? Are they other women in business who have big dreams? Maybe they're not yet successful, but they're driven. They've started. They want to go for it. They, they, they have a growth mindset, right? Are you surrounding yourself with people like that? That's a big deal. Because if you're not, then you're surrounded by people who aren't really going for it. And so you look great in comparison to them. But if you compare yourself, which I do all the time, I put myself as the small fish in the big pond, I put myself in situations where I am challenged so that I am always raising my game. This is super important. Who else do you surround yourself with? Do you have mentors? Do you have team? Okay. Are the people on your team, are they can do people, do they have a world-class attitude and work ethic and standard of work, right? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are they loyal? Are they honest? Are they committed? When I learned the universal laws, then I recognized how my beliefs were not in support of the results I wanted. I was working with the wrong game plan. And so that was super, super huge. And it's something that you can learn. Therefore, it's under your control. Changing your beliefs is a process, okay? And it's one of the things I teach my clients. One of the, the key beliefs that you need to change is who you are, who you believe you are. This is your self-image. And that is your identity. And your identity is the governor, meaning it's going to tell you what you can and cannot do in life, what you can and cannot achieve in life, what you can or cannot have, be, receive, do all of that. So uh, it's super important that that you look at your identity and your self-image and really, really look at changing that. When I say being an unstoppable woman, this is such a key aspect of it. Being unstoppable doesn't mean that everything is easy peasy lemon breezy all the time, right? There are going to be challenges. There are going to be things that cause you uh, frustration, irritation, fear, pain, all of that, those sorts of things. And you have to figure out how to stay persistent even when you are thrown a curveball. And you need to know how to move through it. And sometimes that curveball is simply distraction. Sometimes it's the challenges of growing a business, you know, team quitting, um, not making payroll, sales going through the floor, right? Like all sorts of things happen that you need to figure out how to roll with, okay? That's part of being unstoppable and being persistent. But it's also figuring out how to have a growth mindset and always be learning and always be problem solving. Hey, thanks so much for joining us and being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. We have got a ton of free resources for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you can find that link in the description below. So go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting our message out to more and more women. 
If you'd be willing to share this video with all the unstoppable women in your life, that would be fantastic. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Reviews, likes, and comments are greatly appreciated. We go in and read them all. So thank you for those. And thanks for listening and be unstoppable. <laughs>